Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host, Rachel Santizo, is here. Good morning. Uh, our guest is Summer Ogzawala. Uh, did I get that right? You said it's, it right. It's a hard yeah. last name. Uh, this is one of the most uh, listened and, and watched podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery. And just to briefly update you, you can watch us if you want to see our new studio and yeah. see how good everybody looks today. Uh, you can just uh, go to YouTube YouTube, and put in Odyssey House Journals and you'll find us. And then we're on every podcast platform and we are on KKAT Radio 860 AM in Salt Lake City as well every Saturday and Sunday morning at 10 AM. My stopwatch is falling <laughs> off my chair. Um, and and we love to we love to hear stories about success, right? Right. Rachel, you're how long clean? 11 and a half years. 11. And I'm... And I want to also um, give it up for Randall because he just celebrated 11 years 11 as well. 11 years. Congrats. Mine's from alcohol, yours from heroin. Heroin and the needle. Yeah. I would say the needle okay. more than anything. Yeah. And, and, and the reason we talk about either people who are in severe addiction or who have recovered is because we want to give hope to people who have loved ones in addiction or right. if you happen to be watching uh, and you're dealing with addiction, there, there's, there are plenty of ways out if you right. search for them. Right, and it gives it does a lot more for us than we do for others oh, yeah. right? in our own recovery. So it's that breaking that cycle. So our guest summer, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. How thank long you. are how long have you been in recovery? Ooh. Thirteen years. Oh, she's got us beat. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Tell us about before we get into your present, which is really cool. Uh, tell us about your past, your addiction, and, and how, it how it affected your kids and all that kind of stuff. All that fun stuff. Um, let's see. I hurt my back at work. And um, after doing, like, years and years of, like, physical therapy and treatments with different doctors and all that good stuff, you know, they finally get in to see a pain specialist and this pain specialist just keeps giving you more and here's more. some opioid pain pills yeah. here's some more yes. opioid pain yeah. pills yeah and it was i swear every month i was going in maybe it was longer than that but it felt like i was going in quite often and every time i would go in they would change the dose like they would mm. up it you know and i was on just more and more and different kinds and everything and then by the time like i hit a peak it was like, oh, we can't see you anymore. You have a problem. No more pain pills. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm how like, old were you at this time? Mm, I want to say it was 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was a CNA, and I was just transferring a patient, did a simple maneuver, and he decided to sit down in the middle of the twist and pulled me, popped something in my back. I was... So they and you and you were obviously addicted to them, mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. and so they're going to cut you off. So what happened? Um, after I got cut off, I uh, quickly switched to heroin. Well, well, I take that back. <laughs> I would buy them off the street, buy them from people. But they're um, expensive as hell. They are expensive. There was a while where I was um, going to different doctors, doctor shopping a lot. Um, I did attempt to uh, make copies 
of my prescriptions. That was back in the day when they gave you paper. And I would go make copies. Which is highly illegal. Highly illegal. (laughs) I do not recommend that. (laughs) Um, But I did try to to do that a few times. And um, let's see. Buy, and just buying them off the street. And then one day I had a friend be like, you know, I I use heroin. It's a great, great way, you know, to help with pain. And uh, it's way cheaper. So we tried it. Not a big fan. Kept trying to <laughs> get pain pills. And it just seemed like they were getting harder and harder. And I wasn't mm-hmm. working at that point. And so um, just made the switch. And it was like in three months... I can tell you three months time I'd lost everything. I had lost my house. I had lost my kids. I had lost everything that mattered. And I was in jail alone. Uh, On what charges? Um, I had the forgery charges for Mm. the prescriptions. I had a theft charge. I had an attempted forgery charge. Just um, like theft little little charges but big enough to get me in jail this is such a story that we hear from so many people now that i i was prescribed pain pills mm-hmm. they cut me off uh, i tried to buy them on the street they were expensive so i switched to heroin mm-hmm. just for people who don't know what does a and i know you're not using anymore but do you guys know how much you you, you would buy a, a, a real or phony oxy on the street versus a, uh, a packet of heroin. What's, what's the cost? Yeah, difference? so when I would wake up, I have a similar story. When I would wake up, I'd need at least 10 Laura tabs, 10 milligram to take. And so if you have a little bit of heroin and I would shoot it up, like you can mix it with other things to make it last longer and you just need a little bit in the needle. I heard like, like Pain pills are going for like what thirty, fifty dollars a Absol- piece. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I don't even know what they are now, but I remember mm-hmm. paying like eighty bucks, and this was for one pain pill. If it was an oxy, if oxy it, were like a dollar a milligram. If it was an oxy, mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 a packet of heroin, ten bucks. Yeah. And it does the same. I mean, it has same thing. The same effect mm-hmm. on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it, I mean, you could get away with using the ten dollars for way longer than sure mm-hmm. sure than an 80 milligram oxy yeah and it was more potent too so it depended on who had what pills how strong they were yeah. it was a huge game and if you're just taking them to be sick or get high sometimes it was just you could get up in the morning and the problem is you're dependent on a dealer mm-hmm. right <laughs> yes so you're you're tracking down your dealer or another dealer and, and they're not real reliable, are they? No. I mean, it's like, I'll I be never. there. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there when I want to be there, and uh, you'll be there, or you won't get your stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you had, how many kids did you? I have three kids. And you, and you lost them all to? Yeah, I, um, so I remember it exactly. We had um, actually just, took some heroin. I I went to go take these friends home and it was literally right down the street, but they were like, can you stop at 7-Eleven? So I stopped at 7-Eleven and I forgot to turn back my, I forgot to turn on the headlights and I got pulled over 
and I had a warrant out for my arrest, got arrested. My kids were home with some strangers, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, as soon as I got, as soon as I got to the jail and was able to use the phone, I called my dad and said, I need you to go get my kids now. Wow. You know, the, the thing, <clears throat> people who are not familiar with addiction don't understand, and, and past judgment too, mm -hmm. is how, and you did the same thing with your kids. I did. And how in the hell could a drug be more important to you than your kids? But at the time it is, right? Yeah. Because you need it to be able to take care of your kids. Mm -hmm. Become so dependent. Yeah. At this time, I'm curious, at this time, were you still having back issues? Like, do you still have back problems? Um, in my head, I think I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah, I think by this point, I don't know if my back was still hurting or, you know. Right. What it what was really going on? Yeah, it's more okay. the addiction. But so now the good part. How did you <laughs> end up getting clean and being in recovery for longer than Rachel and me? I know. <laughs> I don't question. like her anymore. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um. Well, so best story ever. I sat in jail on a hundred dollar bail, and this wasn't even like bail bonds hundred dollar. This was a hundred dollar bail. Okay. Nobody would bail me out. Seventy two days I was in jail and how many days? Seventy two. Wow. On hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And nobody would help you with a hundred dollars. Nope. And the bail mm -hmm. bondsman wouldn't do it for ten dollars to get you out. I had no money. I had nothing. Okay. All right. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So. I had nothing. I I was there on a hundred dollar bail. I got out um I walked from Salt Lake County Jail to my house, which was still there. I mean, all of my stuff had been stolen by tweakers, but mm. I walked to my house, called my aunt, and because that's when people still have landlines, called my aunt, let her know that they're recommending I go into treatment, and she helped me go and do an evaluation and go do all the stuff I needed to, and I went and did that. And I came to Odyssey and did my intake. And then they came and gave me a tour at the parents program. And um, one of the therapists there at the time was like, cause I was gonna come in, not the next day, but the day after, just so I could get everything together. I wasn't like stalling, but I w had to get stuff together. <laughs> but um, he was like, just come in, just come in today. Go home, get your stuff together. It's not gonna take you that long, just come back. So I did, just came right back that day, I had nothing. I had nothing left at home for me. Why would I stay there? What shifted? So a lot of people get out of jail, um, and you went straight in. Like, what shifted for you? Um, I have never been in trouble like that before in my life. Mm. I have never had to sit in jail for that long ever. Like, this was, like, my first time ever being in trouble. Um, I mean, I did have a couple, like, in the beginning when this all started, um, getting in trouble and going to jail for a few hours, but never sitting in there through Easter, my birthday, Mother's Day, wow. without my kids, you know, and not knowing what was really going on with them, where they were. Um, I knew that they were in foster care, but I couldn't see them. And then I think it was really hard for me because my boys went with their dad and then my daughter stayed in foster care. Um, so, I just had to make a change, had to do something different. So you were, when you entered Odyssey, 
you you were ready. It wasn't was anything ready. you were going to fight. Like, mm -hmm. I hate these rules. I don't want to do any of this stuff. No, I was ready. And it seems, it seems to me like the people who succeed uh, in any treatment program or Odyssey's program, you s sort of have to humble yourself and say, okay, some of the stuff you're telling me I think sounds like crap and I don't believe it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Is that, yeah. that sort of? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of like that. And I mean, it made sense to me, like okay. all the things that they were telling me and the way it worked, it made sense to me. Um, I just, the only thing I had fight left was for me and was for me and for my kids. Like I couldn't fight against the man or fight against Odyssey right. or fight against anything. I had yeah. to fight for myself. So, uh, and for people who don't know, our parents program is aimed at, uh, at uh, getting kids back together with their, with their, with their mom or their dad. Yeah. Uh, and, and we work that through working with DCFS or whoever has custody of the kids. So how long, how long were you in there before you got and, and it's a trial period, too, when the kids come in, that yeah. everything has to work out. Uh, so how did the, what, what was the timetable on that? Um, I think I was there, gosh, maybe a month before they brought Reagan in. So not, not super long. Um, but yeah, they brought Reagan in. She was there with me for about six weeks, maybe a little longer. Time wise, and then both boys came at once because they were down in St. George with their dad. <laughs> but they both they both came at once. Mm -hmm. So instead of like moving them in separately and taking their time, it was like right. they came up and they were there. <laughs> How did your kids respond to? Uh, we're familiar with the parents' house. It's it's not a large facility. I think the max is what uh, 16 moms and dads and 23 kids, I think, or something. Something like that. And it's it's sort of controlled chaos when you have a bunch of little babies and toddlers and and then kids who are a little older. At the same, how did your kids respond to that? It was they liked it. I would say on the surface, as far as like being around all the kids, at first it was like, whoa, there's so many moms and <laughs> yeah. there's so yeah. many dads, but, and all the kids, and they loved having all the kids around. They would, once they got used to it, they would fight all the time with the other kids. Really? Brothers and sisters. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. it was like. You were in there with your brothers and sisters all the time. And they, I mean, I've got friends still that were in the program with me. They're, they're brothers and sisters, you know, or cousins, they're family. It, it shows you how old I am. It reminds me of an old hippie <coughs> commune. Well, you think <laughs> about it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> only, only you're not doing drugs like right. the hippie commune did. Yeah. So, so how long did you stay? And, and then how then? I hate to say this. I was there a long time. 23 months. Slow learner. Yeah. Real slow learner. What kept you there so long? Comfortable. Really? I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I, I, I don't know, for a long time I kept getting in trouble because Reagan would wake up in the middle of the night and you're not supposed to co-sleep, which is totally fine because I hate co-sleeping. But <laughs> she would crawl in bed with me and I wouldn't wake up. I was just a dead sleeper and I would get restarted all the time. So I had to learn something new. That was something that took me some time to do. 
Well, while you were in there, the kids also get a form of treatment as well and yes. healing. Yeah. Right. What did it do for your kids in that aspect? Oh my gosh, they learned so much. Like at the time, it didn't seem like a lot, you know. But um, in school, it helped them. They learned a lot. They were really good learners. Um, really smart. Got a, got a lot of extra stuff in the beginning. Um, manners. Big with manners big with um like using using their words as they would say like instead of fighting with other kids at school or fighting you know they would just say hey i don't like it when you do that right as a saying as opposed to saying hey you're a dummy let's fight." yeah yeah and that's sort of what odyssey teaches clients too is Mm -hmm. to work things out in a civil way yeah right Mm mm-hmm but of course, when they come in, they've got you know a little oh, bit yeah. of behavioral issues that you got to work through. I'm not going to say a little bit; it was probably a lot. Sure, because they've got they've got <laughs> right. through trauma yeah. because of your yeah. actions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we have this wonderful child therapist there who is just, I love him. Uh, he does play therapy with them, and yep. and 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 they get you and your kids together too, right? And, and yeah. work on how you can be a better mom and how they can function better with it under the circumstances yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. you learn you a just, lot you learn yeah. a lot and you learn how to play together and have fun yeah. together as a family mm-hmm. it's really neat so so you finally get out of odyssey mm-hmm. and where's your life go from there um well i worked for um a massage school for a really long time and then i've worked you do massages f- no heck no oh Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) Um, But I've actually worked for Odyssey pretty much since a year after I graduated. Part-time, always part-time. And then um, just this last year, I went full-time. And just to show you how people can succeed, Mm. and I think this is such a wonderful example, tell us about your position right now at odyssey oh right now i am the executive assistant for the ceo and and the ceo is the top dog here at odyssey (laughs) and that means that means that summer is really privy to an awful lot of confidential information Mm -hmm. Uh, so give us a no (laughs) tell us us a top secret but but it, it goes to show you that somebody goes from a a heroin addict on the street losing their kids to several years later after a lot of hard work that you're working for the CEO of a major uh, behavioral treatment program right and and you're trusted he trusts you I know implicitly oh I know and it's such an honor like it is such an honor Mm. go ahead when how are your kids like where are your kids it felt like Odyssey was that foundation for you guys to start over and it just never stopped for you. Yeah, it never stopped. Like you write your five-year goals and I met my five-year goals. I graduated from um, college. I bought a house, you know, and I think once I got that house, like my kids had a better foundation Mm -hmm. and my oldest just graduated from high school last year and he is now a shift manager. I don't know how they put it at in and out nice. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he's doing really good. He's mm-hmm. killer. And then my um, middle son is a cheerleader and is killing it. That's so cute. Yeah. And then my daughter is amazing. She is working her little butt off, and she is the most independent little thing ever. 
<laughs> I love that. Isn't it? I, I mean, it's it's amazing how far you can come, but it has been hard work, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Are are you totally happy now with your life? I mean, there's definitely things that can improve, but yeah, I'm happy. Were yeah. you happy when you were in addiction? No. And how do you maintain it? So you work for the same place that you got treatment at, being a mother. How do you maintain your recovery? Um, my friends in recovery. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have my friends, going out with them, doing things with them, concerts, um, being here, giving back to the clients, yeah. that helps out a lot. Being here, just giving back. That is that so connection. significant. Mm -hmm. Whether you're uh, a believer of a 12-step program, the 12-step mm -hmm. is is service work and giving back what you've what you've gotten. Uh, and and no matter what program you go through, everybody talks about that mm -hmm. because that makes a huge staying in the recovery community and helping others mm -hmm. seems to be the key to not relapsing. What do you? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because you work with you, yeah, you do a lot of stuff with uh, Odyssey grads and things like that. Mm -hmm. You guys actually have fun without being high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was that, that funny. Was my, my big yeah. fear when I stopped drinking was I'm not going to have fun anymore if I don't drink when I go out and do stuff. You know. You know what? It's way more fun, Randall, because you can go out and you can act funny and be funny and still remember the concert the next day. <laughs> and people look at you like you're crazy and you don't care. That was, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Especially remembering all the interactions mm -hmm. you've had with people. Yeah. You know. And waking up not sick. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I always, I, I used to hate when I'd wake up and I'd think, what did I do last night? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And did I make an ass of myself? Yeah. Who do I need to apologize to? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. What would you what would your advice be to like say loved one people who who have loved ones who are in addiction? Uh, what what would your advice be uh, to to help them along but not but not enable them or 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 the boundary issue that kind of stuff? hold your boundaries like put your foot down i think for me that was my turning point was being left alone hundred dollar bail stuck in jail i didn't have anybody come get me out and you know it it turned everything around for me so hold your boundaries if you now, if somebody would have come in and said okay after one day in jail here i'm paying the hundred bucks and you're getting out oh, i'd probably be dead so, so the fact that you nobody did that, mm -hmm. even though there were people who could have, mm -hmm. but they said we're not doing that with with Summer anymore. She's just yeah. going to screw up again. It helped. Yeah, it helped a lot. So being tough is a good thing. Tough love, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can't um, save everyone, and I think robbing people from their experiences like it's something that we need to go through, and if we don't then we're just going to keep doing the same thing. At least that's from my experience. So. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as things are, as long as people are helping you go along in your addiction with whatever you're doing, because you're hanging around other people who are doing the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you're not going to change. Okay, exactly. tell, us, tell us one secret from our CEO's office. Um, Randall's the best. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there so you she, go. There she you is go. trustworthy, <laughs> I, and, you know. And I think it, I, you are just such a wonderful mm-hmm. example, Rachel. You too. You know, Thank you're you. in administration and at, at Fit to Recover, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I I work in <laughs> in media and community relations here yeah. at Odyssey House, and we're all in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And they trust us. My I God. Know. My God. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that a good feeling? Because the more people trust you, the more you really do work to keep to earn mm-hmm. that trust and keep that trust. Yep, exactly. Well. I tell people all the time I'm super grateful for keys. Like that I have a key to like your own house or to a building or yeah, anything. Yeah, like yeah. never had keys before. Yeah. Yeah. Like keeping that simple gratitude, like I have keys today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're out of time. Thank you, Summer. Yeah. Uh, you thank you. And I hope you, pro- I know you'll provide inspiration mm-hmm. to other people watching that recovery is possible for anyone. Yeah. Thank and you. it really works out well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Summer. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. And happy 11 again, Randall. Happy oh, 11 yeah. to you. Happy, happy 13th to you. <laughs> and happy. I hope, I don't know, for anybody watching, whatever it is, recovery is possible. So thanks for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals. 